I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar. Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show. But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences. Which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits. We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits. We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. All right! Chip chipperoo, everyone. We are so glad y'all are here. We have a phenomular episode with... Phenomular? Phenomenal. There you go. (laughs) Full of so many moments. Oh, I like that. For you today. But before we jump into this Mother's Day episode... We've got some new Patreon subscribers to thank, and we have to burger pun their names. First up, thank you so much, Heather Noakes. Moving forward, you will be known as the Heather Herb Yolks Burger. Yum. Yes. Maybe like a breakfast burger. doesn't have to be a breakfast burger. I am there. I love egg on my burger all the time. I love all the herbs. Joining Heather is Sydney Baker. Thank you so much, Sydney Baker. Moving forward, you will be known as the Squidney Steak Burger. Wow, a little surf and turf, a little burger. surf and turf, which you you seem drawn to as a as a pun master. Look, there's lots of rhymes in the ocean and on the land. Let me say, <laughs> there's um, there's plenty of puns in the sea. Yeah, thank you so much, to the two of you, for joining us on Patreon. We're so excited to have you, and we hope you enjoy your new names and that everyone will only address you by those names from now on. Amen. I kind of feel like jumping into some some burger puns. You want to go right into burger puns? Well, I don't know that you're doing burger puns this week. We are doing burger puns this week, so very good. Let's do it. Okay. It's time to play a little Bob pun or Max pun. Skylar, your first pun is the life of the parsley burger. Max. Bob. Yikes. Your next pun is... Sage against the machine. That's so good. I think it's Bob's. Max. Okay, this is not going well. Your next pun is take a bite out of lime burger. Bob's. Yes. Oh, good God. Thank God. And your final pun is blue oyster mushrooms cult burger. Max. Yes. I don't even know what the pun was. Blue, Blue Oyster Cult is a band. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I 
was like, that sounds like a band Max would listen to. So I don't really listen to them. No, you know, one or two of their hits. That's about it. Um, yeah, you came through in the end there. Kind of. Yeah. I don't feel good about it. I think you should feel good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for Skylar's Sides? The fun facts before the fun facts. Dish it, girl. I just have a little teeny baby one that I find very fascinating, and I'd like to discuss it a little bit with you. I'd love your thoughts on it. I'm ready. So before Bob's Burgers ever aired, Kristen Schaal said that she was concerned that audiences would not like Louise, that they would respond negatively to her as a character. Because let's be honest, like she is a very devious character. Also, I think it's rare that we get to see female characters get to be the, not Dennis the Menaces, but breaking the rules more. Sure. Um. So she she was worried that the audience was going to have a bad response to her. Which I find so fascinating because the fandom has completely fallen in love with her. Yeah, I would say before I even knew Bosbergers that she was maybe, I guess it was between her and Tino, the most like standout characters that I even I recognized before I watched the show. Right. Because like you've seen before I even knew about the show, you you know about the bunny ears, you know about this twerking girl. That's kind of what you get in pop culture if you don't watch the show. Yeah. Well, I'm glad she was wrong about that because Louise is such a great character. And I think part of part of the um, concern is valid when a show is just starting. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously a show that's been on for so many years, the character has time for all sorts of growth mm-hmm. and depth. Yes. Obviously, we get more from Louise than that she's just this devious, um, like you said, Dennis the Menace or Bart Simpson character. What I was thinking, when people have an overwhelming like for something, I think it speaks to kind of, um, well, let me just say, I think it speaks to everyone's devious side inside them. I think we all have that, like, we all have rule breakers and want to be the bravest in the group. Maybe we don't express that in our lives or like, I think we all have a darker side actually. And I think, I don't know if it's psychology, but we all have shadow parts. Mm -hmm. And so I think why there's was such a positive response to her is that women especially don't get to show that. And so we all get to embrace are devious, I smell fear on you, flames behind us side. Love it. Yeah. Thank you, Louise, for uh, shattering the glass ceiling. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to like burn our house down. Don't worry. Oh, um, are you talking about cooking that's going on later today? Oh, he- she just he- rolled her eyes. Heaven what, the, forbid. That eye roll was so loud, I heard it. <laughs> Is on that a, a line from... Is that a line from Bob's Burgers? Oh, I don't know. I think it might be. But heaven forbid I um, do some meal prepping for us. That's true. Um, I would starve without you. (laughs) Uh, Should we get into this episode? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Skylar? There might be a problem because 
I need to grab my phone to read the synopsis. And Biscuit is passed out on your lap. Yeah. Should we see if I can extract the phone? Yeah. Okay. And I will... Oh, it's it's actually more accessible oh, than I thought. And he, isn't, he didn't even move. Wow. His eyes didn't even open. Skylar, can we have the title and synopsis for Season 7, Episode 20, please? The title is Mom Lies and Videotape. Welp. Bob totally botched filming the Mother's Day school performance for a sick Linda, which was actually okay because the kids weren't great, and now they can each tell Linda about their, quote-unquote, amazing performances. Louise tells a tale of a meanie who steals regular-sized Rudy's sheriff badge. Gene sings his way through a story of a Greek god who wants to create a mom. And Tina does an alien Freaky Friday mashup with Jocelyn playing the alien. It's the perfect Mother's Day gift. This episode came out on May 7, 2017. It was written by Dan Feibel and directed by Chris Song. What an episode. I love when the kids get to tell stories. I've said this before in these like three part Mm -hmm. episodes that typically on shows, I don't like that. Right. But Bob's nails it every time. It's so fun to listen to the kids' different versions of stories. They do really nail it. And we've said this before. They nail their point of view and their personalities through their storytelling. I was trying to decide if I had to think black and white about it. Am I on... The, oh my gosh, these, the, because I think they do one every year of these. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I haven't A little fun up. fact for you. I sure. heard, I heard that in an interview yeah, somewhere. Okay. If I had to jump on, I wait for these every year. I love them so much. They're my favorite episodes. Or the, oh, here we are. We're at another storytelling episode. They're not my favorite. I think I have to jump on the ladder. Yeah, me too. No, I, yeah, I, I enjoy them. Mm-hmm. I love them. It's not my favorite. I prefer like just a, a one story, like, you know, A story, B story scenario. But I do, like like I said, because these aren't my favorite types of sh- uh, episodes on mm-hmm. shows, but I do really enjoy the kids' different perspectives. I think they're very funny and they always know exactly how these kids would tell stories and I nail agree. it. Yeah. Yeah, so I have a love for it. It's just, you know, I have probably a bigger love for holiday episodes or, you know, Yeah, or like, like stuff that. that actually, like, happens in the world of Boz Burgers and isn't, like, stories they're telling or fiction, you know. Exactly. That being said, I am now seeing that a theme for me is I really love the in-between moments of the storytelling episodes. And this one was particularly sweet. Linda's at home sick. I want to say that I love when characters are sick on this show and they get those little <laughs> little red nose, little red tip on their nose. It's so cute. Like a little Rudolph. <laughs> and I'll, we'll just go into it now. I did a audible Linda, aw, when we were watching today because towards the end of the episode, it's the tiniest moment, but Bob comes and brings tea to Linda and I just thought it was the sweetest moment. True, yeah. It was like so subtle. But yeah, they're continuing the episode. I think it just come back from commercial or something. And yeah, Bob walks in carrying tea and just hands it to Linda as the kids are talking to her. That's love. What were you going to say, though? I was going to say, I just realized, so we're coming up on, I think there's two more episodes of season seven after this. Mm. But season seven started with a sick episode with Fluise. I did not even 
think about that. We're coming full circle. Yeah, bookended. I uh, love it. The Belcher's getting sick. Yeah, I feel like that's right. Like two rounds of getting sick every year. Yeah, especially in families like this with kids, with small children. Oh, can and, you imagine? And where you're in small quarters. Yeah. And I love in this episode, they admit that like, we're all getting sick. Yeah. I love that Linda, everybody knows that she just has very loud sneezes and cannot control them. That just feels very true to Linda for me. And tissues everywhere. It's such a sick thing. Like, it's like, we don't have the energy to just like to throw the tissues away every time we Mm -mm. use them. It's just, they just pile up. Yeah, of course. Until someone who is feeling well enough can take them out and toss them. I always toss my own. (laughs) Have you ever picked up dirty tissues for me? I think so. Probably. Yeah. For me, I think my signature look is saltine crumbs just like all over me and then a sleeve of saltine crackers somewhere near me. Yeah, but that's not sick. (laughs) (laughs) I think once I turned 30, it was like no more crackers in bed, Skylar. We're an adult now. Yeah, I think we we had to shut that down when we moved in together. Yes. Although there was a little period where we ate dinner in bed. I don't long even story. want to talk about yeah, that. Long story. Okay. I, okay. Um, I kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm very Jean in that way. Yes. What do you think of each kid's story? Who, If you had to rank the kid's stories, who would you put top? Who would you put? Number one for me, and this is totally a genre thing, like my personal favorite genres. I'm going to say Louise eek spy to first place me too but i'm curious why you say so jeans is second place because the songs are phenomenal and the comedy of the wires and them like floating and how funny jeans positions are when he's floating from cloud to cloud are hysterical and and this idea that like we need mothers to snuggle us is just too much for me i absolutely love it and then i loved tina's but she's third place because it's just a genre thing. I was kind of getting bored because I don't, I don't love sci-fi stuff. So let me hear I, your ranking, Louise. I just like that. Like I would see that play. Like I love the stage. <laughs> like the it's so cool. the setting is so good, and I would see that western on a stage. I like I would enjoy it on Broadway or something. I just have to say that the casting was superb so rudy regular size rudy sweet sweetheart rudy is the sheriff going up against meanie is her name jessica chloe 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 barbash so stephanie beatrice is back as chloe barbash this is her second appearance that character she is such a good character like i i want to dislike her so bad but then i don't know her hair smells like cake her hair smells like cake. She uses a whole bottle on it. Um, yeah, and she's the main villain, which means Millie isn't the main villain, but she is. Mm-hmm. She's a little sidekick. Yeah, villain. so fun. And Rudy's inhaler <laughs> gag is so good. It's really funny. Louise is also spectacular. Yeah, yeah. I would put Tina second. Okay. Because what I like about it, I'm not a big like. I mean, I love horror movies and stuff, but I'm not a big Aliens fan, and I know that's like sacrilegious for some but i love uh in plays when they have like a big puppet 
that people mm. are controlling on stage. I love, but that they kind of like blend in, and you can't even see the people. And I think the animation in that in this is so well done. Like it's brilliant. Yeah, it looks exactly like it would look in real life. Uh, and I just I really appreciate it. And of course, obviously, Jocelyn as a giant alien is incredible. But then she's hysterical when she goes into Tino Weaver's body. Yeah. She's his Jocelyn almost steals this entire episode. I could say that in any episode that Jocelyn's in, but yes, I'm with you. Speaking of, you leaned over and said this to me, which I was surprised. I had a fun fact lined up. Sigourney Weaver, Tina's playing a Sigourney Weaver character. Tell me what you said to me when we were watching this. I said, is this the second time Tina has played Sigourney Weaver? And that is accurate. And it's the second time she's played her quote-unquote on stage. True. Because the last time we saw her do a Sigourney Weaver character, she was playing Sigourney Weaver's role in Working Girl in uh, Work Hard or Die Trying Girl, that episode. Exactly. Same hair almost, it feels like. No, that's how I knew. Because, well, first of all, the Sigourney joke stands out so much in that episode because her placer is so funny to me. Her, like, shoulder-padded blazer and then the hair oh you know what in that episode she has the sigourney weaver hair but they have tina's barrette in it but i don't think they put tina's barrette in it oh this yeah time. i, don't think I so would have either. loved that yeah is it weird that humans sneeze oh where is this coming from i, I like I, sure i think i shouldn't have had this extra cup of coffee because i i feel like i'm disassociated from my body a little bit right now that seems healthy but um isn't it weird that we just have to like blow air out of our noses sometimes yeah but we blow air out of other places too (laughs) that's weird too yeah anyway what were you gonna say well are you are you over caffeinated or high (laughs) okay What I'm experiencing in my body right now is, you know, when you say a word over and over again and you just feel disoriented, like, is this a real word? What does it even mean anymore? Yeah, okay. That's kind of how I'm feeling. Maybe I put some like mushrooms in your coffee or something (laughs) because I don't know what's happening over there. I was going to say Sigourney Weaver, one, one of the greatest names of all time. You mean like name, like a star or like an actual name? Both. Okay. Just like what a name. Two, what a career. Like to think just think about these two characters that Tina's played, Working Girl and Aliens, that could could not have be more different, those characters. And they were so close together and when she shot those movies. Just incredible. Anyway. We love you, girl. Let's see. I got some fun facts here that I have not mentioned yet. Let's talk about the title, Mom Lies and Videotape. Obviously, the title and the script cover that was illustrated for the cast and crew are references to Sex, Lies, and Videotape, which is a film by Steven Soderbergh in 1989, and it starred James Spader and Andy McDowell. I don't think I've ever seen it. I've never seen it, but I just remember when I went to film school, I think starting in 2009... I don't know why. It was just a big conversation. It was like cool to know it. Well, probably because that was like maybe like Steven Soderbergh's heyday. Oh. Well, what else has he done? Like big, big time. I think he was like Ocean's Eleven. Um, But he's done a bunch of like, you know, smaller movies up until that point. And just, he still does like smaller movies, but it's like when you know he, Steven Soderbergh made a movie, you know. Yeah. 
Also, I just like to point out, fun fact, Hulu gets the episode title wrong. Yeah, that was something I read too, is that a lot of places on the internet add an S at the end of videotape. I think I understand. I think it's because lies is plural, so you feel like you want to... It is kind of a mind fuck. Just one more fact here is the very first Mother's Day-themed episode of Bob's Burgers. I love that. I think I said this last week, but Eat Spray Linda was supposed to be the first Mother's Day. Exactly. But they changed it to her birthday. Yep. I would like to see more Mother's Day. I think it's ripe for comedy. Yeah, and or heartfelt with Bob. Yeah. Give us us some more of those those Bob and his mom stories. We should talk about that this episode almost feels like a prequel to our beloved, um, what's the beloved Christmas episode everybody loves now? Oh, Plight Before Christmas? The Plight Before Christmas. Sure, yeah. The camcorder is introduced. Bob's inability to work it is introduced. Uh, Gene's class and their xylophones. Gene has grown musically. He was not great in that xylophone performance. Yeah, he's had some seasons to grow, and we all know in The Plight Before Christmas, he was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Well, he's repeated uh, sixth grade 17 million times. Many years, yes. Many years of xylophone class. Yes, lots of uh, xylophone recitals for those kids, so (laughs) they've really really gotten a lot of work in. Maybe uh, the year before that, it was uh, recorders. Yeah. Yeah, that's all the fun facts I have for you. There's anything else you want to say about this episode, or should we get to these end credits? Yes. There's one funny line that I really want to talk about. Tell me. I don't know if this is the first episode that we learn about Zeke's stepmom, but this throwaway line that Zeke says, I don't, I can't remember it. It might be because I'm hallucinating right now, but can you remember exactly what the line is? He says something about like everyone's saying like to to the moms out there, and he says to to and to stepmoms too. Shit, shout out to Cheryl, like love you, girl. Yeah, she's something. like shout out to Cheryl, love you, girl. Yeah. He said love you, girl, to his stepmom, which I find so endearing. It also points to the fact that he has a good relationship with his stepmom. Um, his whole family background and dynamic is very confusing to me, but. I just love Zeke. Like, I need to know everything about his life. Yeah. Someone in a Facebook group recently, like a Bob's Burgers fan club Facebook group, literally wrote out every time Zeke's family life is ever mentioned. And it broke my brain. Like, I couldn't even read it. And someone was like, you are thinking way too hard into this. And I was like, no, like, I love that this person did this. It's just, it it broke my brain. So I would love to ask Lauren, like, what's going on? Or have you just been throwing out lines and now you've created a web of a mat, of a mess? And still, I want to know, why do you have a Southern accent and you're in New Jersey? Hey, he can be, he could have moved. I know, that's what I want to know. Yeah, Lauren, we have a lot of questions for you. So... Can we call you? I feel like he'd be like, yeah. <laughs> sure. Call me up. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One more thing before we get into the end credits. A big thing. Uvula watch is back, baby. <laughs> we have a uvula. Linda screams in this episode. And we get... A uvula. Linda's uvula. A close-up. What is this, our fifth uvula of the show? I, I, we have not been tracking uvulas as much as we were when they first started appearing, but I don't know that we've seen Linda's uvula yet, so I'm glad to get to see wow. Linda's uvula. I feel like we're talking about something dirty and we're not. <laughs> I know. It's like that. It's the, the word uvula. It's yeah. Like, it's such a dirty-sounding word. Anyway, glad uvula watches back. Uvula's moving forward. Could you add some like breaking news music um, to this? I will try my best. Okay, I'm sorry to give you more work. <laughs> I feel like it would be worth it, though. Should we get into the the end credits? Let's do it. Okay, the last moment is everyone's on the couch where they've been, so that's where we are. And Linda finds out that the school has actually sent a link to videos <laughs> of this. After everything these kids have gone through and Bob has gone through, they didn't have to do that. And then we'll get the end credits. I love that she decides not to watch. Hey, the school just sent a link to a recording of the performance. Oh, um... Should we watch it? Uh, uh, you know what? I don't want to watch it. I already know I like your version better. Gotta say, this was a pretty great Mother's Day gift. What else do you got me? Good last moment. Uh, either Linda is feeling 
better or she's on NyQuil? This is what I'm I'm thinking. This these this end credit sequence is uh medicine head <laughs> fantasy in Linda's That's right, because spoiler, Louise and Tina Weaver are are in their costumes. So Yeah, we should say we're in the generic kitchen sequence with Bob, Louise, and Tina prepping burgers and Linda in the service window. But like you said, yeah, Tina and Louise are in their costumes. Which are not real. Right. So NyQuil High. NyQuil High, and we're gonna see that it's more of a NyQuil High because it's gonna get a little more loopy even as Linda is singing to Dancing on the Ceiling by Lionel Richie. Which was referenced in the show. I think, oh. I think in Jean's play, but I can't remember now. Oh, if you know, let us know. Because I didn't, I was a little bit confused when we started watching these. I think it was in Jean's, but I can't remember for sure. But, I mean, that that would be my guess. Yeah, Jean would be the one to reference. Oh, song. yeah. Oh, remember when we saw him at the vet? Jean? No, <laughs> Lionel <laughs> Richie. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> we did see Lionel Richie at the vet in LA once. That was funny. It was like celebs. They're just like us. Yeah. They have to go to the emergency vet. Yeah. I think we're a little concerned about Biscuit at that point to yeah. get too excited seeing Lionel Richie, but it was a cool celebrity sighting yeah. in a weird place. A very weird place. Oh, what a feeling. We're dancing on the ceiling. What is happening here? What starts happening that kind of like confirms that this is... She starts walking up an imaginary wall, and then she's walking up the ceiling. She's yeah. upside down. Yeah, there's nowhere for her to, even if she could stick to the side of the wall, there's no wall there where she is kind of turning In sideways. The yes. So this is, I'm going to say this is a medicine head dream. A hundred percent. Although I could see them like cutting to the apartment and Linda's like sleepwalking and doing this zombie sleepwalking dance. And they're like, oh, mom's just... Just leave her alone. Something's going on. It's not quite clear. She's officially on the ceiling. Somebody turn on the light. We're gonna have a party. Oh, air guitar. Tonight. <laughs> Everyone's upside down. The blood's rushing to my head. <laughs> Definitely a medicine head dream. I think one of my favorite parts is she's upside down and she picks up the plated burger. Yeah. As if she's going to deliver it and starts carrying it. It's hysterical. And then at the very end, Gene comes in where he, from where he normally comes in, but he's in his he's on his cloud in his costume with the wires pulling him in. And um, yeah, those are the end credits. Gene, a, a floating cloud really suits Gene. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. He, he should always be in a floating cloud. Highlights, lowlights. My only lowlight is it didn't just immediately click for me when we were watching the end credits, which is okay. Like, I do – it is okay to be like, wait, why is this? And, like, discover why it's so fun. I think it's wacky and weird, which I really like because that's so Bob's. What about you? Yeah, I like – I've said this so many times before, but I like when it's the generic kitchen sequence with these little references to the episode mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. you know, and everyone gets to kind of like partake. Yeah. So I like that all the kids are in their costumes while Linda's singing this song that was referenced in one of the stories. And I kind of like the idea of that it's all in her head because of these stories she just heard and then she had to go take some medicine and go to sleep. Our I mean, obviously we're adding to that or we're assuming that, but that's what I like to think. 
I was going to say our theorizing made me like this so much more. Yeah. And I also like when one or more of the characters sing like hit songs and do their own version. Yes. It's really, I love covers on this show, particularly if Teddy, Linda, or Bob are doing a cover. I'm going to be in heaven. I agree. Anytime Bob can go into his head voice, I'm a little upset he didn't sit, he didn't join in on this one, but that's yeah, fine. Yeah, Bob didn't get a thing this time. No, he, he didn't He's do recovering. much in the episode. Yeah, he was he, he had a rough go with the camera. I love the camera jokes, by the way, about it, the camera being so big and heavy, but the kids. Uh, yeah, when the kids do the gag of trying to pick up the heavy camera because it's so old, Max and I were just laughing hysterically. Also, John Roberts' voice performance singing as linda is just really really good it's great should we score them yes but i just have one pitch for you i don't think it would be better than these end credits but i i I just thought of a cute idea hit me there's been so many references to the kids getting sick and linda like sneezing on them i thought it would be kind of cute if it's just like the kids all have colds now like prepping burgers but then i thought like oh that's really unsanitary but i thought that would be funny like a continuation yeah or it could have just been like uh them sitting on the couch all with red noses sniffling and lunda's fine yeah that'd be hilarious and she's like trying to take care of all of them and it's just like no music would be funny yes and bob's (laughs) sick too but these these end credits are great and i think we should score them yeah you go first we score on a scale of one to ten h's at the end of tina's uh I'm not, they're not perfect for me, but they're so much fun. They're great. I could watch them and dance to them and, and I love the costumes and stuff. So I'm going to give them a nine H's. I'm going to give them an 8.5. Okay. It didn't have that personal, like, this is just going to stick in my head factor for me, but I loved them. Fair enough. All right. Those are the end credits to mom lies and videotape, not plural. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, go follow us on social media, Bob's Credits. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It helps us out so much. They mean a lot to us. We love seeing what y'all have to say about the show and how much you enjoy it. And again, it helps us out so much. Skylar, is there anything you want to say before we get out of here? I just wanted to say, if for some reason you didn't hear this on our social or you don't follow us on social, we do have big bob's news that it has been picked up for another two seasons so that's going to be season 14 and 15 so we're not going anywhere bob's isn't going anywhere what a what a time to be alive we're doing this podcast for the rest of our lives i guess so what else do you have to say (laughs) do you want to do one stay sneezy stay sneezy let's do it you're like for the love of god say something woman (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.